We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, remember, there was a long stretch where the Knicks were dominated and got blown out a lot of games here in Dallas, but this will be their fifth straight win here at the American Airlines Center. And heroes abound for the Knicks. Obviously, Randall, Barrett, but what about Burks? What about Gibson off the bench? So the Knicks are getting a collective effort for this victory. Okay. Howdy, friends. Oh, say it with me now. This fucking team. Um, <laughs> the Knicks go into Dallas. Who have who has been? They're five and one since the break. They've won five in a row. They've won. They're one of the best teams in basketball over the last couple months. Um, just all the things, and uh, they win by thirty because, of course, they do because this fucking team. That's why. That's the reason. We're gonna talk about Julius Randle tonight. We're gonna talk about. Uh, Dallas, you know, missed a bunch of threes. We're going to talk about Deuce McBride's defense tonight. We're going to talk about R.J. Barrett setting the tone there in the first half, um, even though he uh, he struggled, you know, later. We're going to talk about the Mitch effect early on. We're going to talk about all these different things. None of those are the reasons the Knicks won this game. They won this game because this fucking team. That's why they won the game. It's the only reason they won the game. Um, you, you just – man – and here we are now. We're 10 games under 500. Uh, Hawks lost tonight. Hornets lost tonight. You look up at the standings. All of a sudden, amazing as it is, there the Knicks are. They're, what, three and a half games back of two teams, you know, tied for ninth right now. Um, this fucking team. What more can you say? I don't think you can say anything else. Um, okay. Uh, this was obviously a lot of fun tonight. I'm going to, I'm cracking open a beer by the way, for the first time in like a month and a half, uh, to celebrate this one. This was a big win. This was a really cool win. This is a feel good win. The Knicks play. I know the, the Mavs couldn't hit the far side of a barn in the first half, but Knicks didn't particularly shoot it well from three either in this game. So, um, one, the Knicks won by 30 and two, you look at the final percentages from deep for, for both teams. I don't want to hear that the Knicks won this game because the Mavericks couldn't hit a three. Um, they had Luka Doncic. We didn't. We won by 30. That's all there is to it. Um, 
I'm going to start by giving – we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight. I have to start by giving praise to Julius Randle, um, who has taken a lot of shit this season, taken a lot of shit recently, coming off a career game, started off tonight not very good. I think he was two for nine to start this game, and one of those makes was a banked-in three-pointer that had no business going in. But when a 28-point lead got down to 14, and I think it may have gotten down to 13, it was either 13 or 14 – was the low point that it had gotten to. And this team, the Knicks, could not purchase a bucket with all the gold in in Fort Knox. Um, Julius Randle got them back-to-back buckets. I even wrote down what the score was. He got them one. It was 76 to 60. It may, or sorry, it was, it was 74-60. He got them a bucket to put them up 76 to 60. Then Deuce drew an offensive foul. Huge deuce game. We'll talk about that in a second. Then Julius got another bucket, make it 78 to 60. And then it got, again, a little dicey again late. And then Julius hit two more to put him up 86, 67, and 88, 67. I thought those were arguably the four biggest baskets of the game. Um, They would not have – well, I I truly believe they would not have been able to hold on to this lead without him being able to manufacture some offense out of nothing. And all of those were on drives, by the way, um, which is where – you know, that's what he was good at tonight. He was good at putting the ball on the floor, getting the basket. Um, so great game from Julius Randle, 26 points, eight rebounds, five assists. I think he ended up with uh, a couple turnovers. Yeah, you'll take that every time. Um, so on a night when, you know, they ran again, again, this team, this is going to happen to this team. And this is why they have lost big leads because eventually, you know, we remember that they don't have supreme offensive talent. Guys start missing threes like they did in the second half. They were nine for 34 on the night from three. So you needed those baskets. Um, second guy I'm going to mention, Deuce McBride. Uh, Deuce McBride played 22 minutes tonight. He was only one for six from the field. He missed all three of his three-pointers. And he was a plus 19. And that is not a mistake. His defense... What you know, it's again, he's a little guy, but having him out there as a guy who is never going to make him, it's not only that he's never going to make a mistake, he's going to up the ante, he's going to up the pressure level. So it's not like he by himself is going to like lock anybody down or anything like that, although he does lock guys down. Um, it just it elevates the play of everybody else. And it like it make whatever defenders you have out there. If somebody is normally your third best defender, now they're their fourth. Now you're their, they're your fourth best defender. If someone's normally your fourth best defender, now they're your worst de- defender. Like put him out there with quickly, who's another guy who's an underrated defender. Another, by the way, Emmanuel quickly made two shots tonight. He was a plus twenty eight. Again, not a mistake. Quickly played well tonight. He didn't shoot well tonight. He played well tonight. Got a lot of big rebounds. Got a lot of big assists. Um, good game from him as well. But Deuce is the second guy I want to mention. Thought he played a really nice game. And then um, I will I will save my Alec Burks shout out uh, for when he comes up in the comments because I'm sure someone's going to bring up Alec Burks and he played a bunch of minutes, uh, 39 minutes. He was good. But I'm going to mention R.J. Barrett because I think it's easy to watch this game tonight and see the final stat line, 7 for 16, 18 points, um, and say, like, well, R.J. Barrett didn't have a very good game. Okay, R.J. Barrett didn't have a great second half. 
Um, he missed uh, some shots that he would normally make. He got flagrantly fouled that wasn't called, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, but for a five or six minute, maybe it was even like a seven minute stretch there in the second quarter of this game, from the start of the second quarter until about the five minute mark, RJ Barrett looked every part of a star player, like more star player than we've ever seen from him. More than the 46-point game, more than any other game this season. It was just give the ball to RJ, you know, pistol set, high pick and roll, whatever you want to do. Drive, make the right play. Make the shot, make the pass. And I know he only got credited with uh, four assists tonight, which is not bad, by the way. He had another at least two or three assists that were really good passes, including an amazing one to Burks in the corner um, that Burks just missed. He's growing before our eyes. I thought this was a really nice R.J. Barrett game. Uh, last thing I'll say, I did think Mitch, Mitchell Robinson contributed heavily towards setting the tone early. Uh, got, I think it was five offensive rebounds tonight. Again, par for the course for him. You know, he's arguably the best offensive rebounder in the NBA right now. He's in the top two or three for sure. Massive asset. Um, yeah, everybody played well. You know, it really is hard to even – for. I mean, like Fournier – you know, defensively, he kills you sometimes. And when, when the tide starts to turn, like the tide was turning towards the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the third quarter, it's amazing how often you look at Fournier on defense and you're like, what are you doing, man? Um, but even he had a couple big threes, you know? So I'm not going to kill him tonight. I'm not going to kill anybody tonight. Everybody played well. It was a great team win. 30-point win on the road in Dallas. Have the Knicks saved their season? I don't even know what that looks like right now. Um, but I'm curious to find out, you know, I'm curious to find out that they're, they're three and a half back 16 to play. Um, they have an impossible game coming up in Memphis. Nobody wins in Memphis, but you know, we'll see. And after that it's Brooklyn. And after that, you got a four game homestand. They play Charlotte twice. They play Atlanta once more. They already own the tiebreaker against Atlanta. You know, things are getting interesting. Things are getting interesting. Uh, last thing before I get to the super chats, which I know there's going to be a lot of, and thank you already. Everybody who's in here, we're over 600 strong already over a hundred likes. Um, shout out to everybody who was on playback tonight. Um, hold on. Uh, Andrew is asking me to read, um, Benji's grades for tonight. I'm going to read them before I do the super chats. Uh, Burks B. Fournier C plus, Bullock A plus, <laughs> Barrett B plus, Randall A minus, Robinson B plus, <laughs> quickly B, McBride B, Gibson A minus. I thought, uh, Andrew, I thought there was going to be something about Bertans in there, but we'll leave that as an inside joke for the playback folks. Okay. We get it started with Guy Hooper then. Love that name. Um, I hate to be that guy, and I love Taj. Oh, come on. We're really, we're really starting off with this. Only Knicks fans, only, only Knicks fans after a 34 win in Dallas is the first comment. I hate to be that guy. Well, you are that guy. Um, I'll finish reading the comment. Um, I love Taj, but why is he playing 20 minutes in a 30 point blowout? Why is Sims back to the back of the bench? Rhetorical. Um, because uh, Jericho Sims is a rookie center 
who um, against a team like the Mavericks, unfortunately, is a bit of a defensive liability. And while there were definitely a few possessions where Taj was in there and you noticeably missed the um, the lob threat that is Jericho Sims, I think on balance, Taj is the better option. And my evidence for why Taj Gibson is the better option is the Knicks just won a game by 30 in which Taj Gibson played uh, an important role in that game. Um, look, you've gotten a lot of Jericho Sims. You're going to get a lot more of Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims is going to be a really nice player in this league. He's already a pretty nice player in this league. They were trying to win the game. And I think let's just leave it at that. Um, Hannibal Miles, what's going on, Hannibal? Hawks lose, Hornets lose. Can we talk about it now? Yeah, we can talk about it. I just did. Um, McBride brings some of that on-ball defense at the one and the two that we've been missing from last season. Uh, yes, he does. Um, he absolutely does. And look, I'm going to pair these two comments together because, like, is there a world where this team gets healthy and McBride goes back to the bench and we all get very frustrated? Yes. And would we be right to be frustrated if this kid went back to the bench in this season? Yes, because I think there does need to still be a balance. You do still need to continue to bring along these kids, especially after the veterans have given you nothing all season. And these kids have given you so much, especially over the last three games. But I also think we need to balance it out. Um, you know, play the kids. Rest of the season, come what may. But, like, if there is a game where, like, based on matchups or based on this or based on that, one of the kids doesn't play 20 minutes or so, whatever it is, like, that's not the that's not the time to, to lose your shit. Um, okay, Robert McGinley, what's going on, Robert? Just when I thought I was out, his, his ceiling may be just a great glue guy, but, damn, I love the energy McBride brings out there. Let's go next. It's palpable. It's palpable. The questions for him are, are on offense, right? And, like, tonight was proof that just because you go down to the G League and you score, you know, a million points a game and, like, you don't miss a shot. Um, shout out to Benji for, for that joke. Um, it doesn't necessarily translate. You know, the NBA is a different animal. Um, he's a small guard, doesn't get to the rim really. His best move is like an off-the-dribble three. Is that something you want your backup point guard going for on the regular? Not if he's not going to make it like at a really high clip. Like that's a quickly shot, you know, if anything. So, but even so, like that's what that's what I love about the pairing between him and quickly is you kind of don't need McBride to do that much on offense. Um when you have him alongside guys like quickly and RJ and cam, when he gets back, you know, that's going to be really exciting. So, uh, good stuff from him. Completely agree with you. I love the kid, Harry donor. Why does this team play with my emotions like this? Harry, if I had the answer to that question, I'd be a, I, I don't know. I'd be a smarter man. I don't know if I'd be a wealthier man, I'd be a smarter man. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll say this. For as broken as they've looked at times, 
and they God knows they look broken. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Like, I'm not shocked. I don't know. We'll see. It's Tibbs team. Uh, Ryan Hawaiian, what's going on, Ryan? Another terrible tank loss I'll sign for. Um, a great game from everyone, including once a Nick, always a Nick Reggie Bullock. Yes, he was a Nick tonight, all right. Do the Mavs trade Brunson for Mitch straight up? Um, I think both teams have a meeting. Um, man. What a fascinating question. Um, again, you, it, it doesn't work straight up unless you break it into two signing trades. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Brunson has more value right now, but he didn't look good tonight. Um, other than a couple of those sweet fadeaways. Tough question. I don't really have a good answer. I don't have an answer. Kevin Danishevsky, with RJ becoming uh, – what's up, by the way, Kevin? Thanks for joining tonight on Playback and at Halftime. With RJ becoming more efficient at the rim, if Julius could play like he did tonight around the basket, again, he needs to not settle for all the bullshit. Settled for a lot of bullshit tonight. The first half, I was not a fan of Julius Randle. When Julius Randle came back into the game um, – in the fourth quarter, I was like, I don't know if I like this. He ended up putting it in the game. Um, he needs to go to the rim. Anyway, they can be a dynamic if playing with three-point shooters. I still don't trust it. I still don't trust Julius completely. Um, he's still too volatile volatile for me as much as I, I gave him all the praise in the world because he deserved it tonight. He deserved it tonight. He's just I've, – I've been really scarred and scared. Scarred, scared, both, from this season, uh, what we got from Julius. So I'm not there yet. Um, but, yeah, in theory, could it work? Sure, it could It could work. Um, it, you know would make it really work? With a stretch five. Uh, I love Mitch, but, like, you put those two guys doing this stuff with a stretch five who could also, like, throw down a lob. But, sadly, those guys don't really exist. Um Chad Cohn, what's going on, Chad? Thank you for the generous contribution. We appreciate it. I know much of the attention will go to Mitch, RJ, and Redacted, but I love the way IQ handled the offense with poise and made it all the right plays, even though the shot wasn't falling. Also, bet 150 on the Knicks. Nice. What was the money line? I think the money line was something like uh, 300 or 330. Good job by you, man. Awesome, awesome job. I had a feeling they might win tonight, but I wasn't. I wasn't that ballsy. Um, quickly has turned the corner. Um, you know, you felt good when he was out there. You felt good with the shots he took. And by the way, he ended up with, with nine points, even though he was two for eight, because guess what he is doing again? He's getting to the line. That's so important for him. He's been getting to the line more recently. He's just figuring out how to help the team win in a lot of different ways, and that's great to see. Um, so, yes, big game for Manuel quickly, even though he didn't shoot it well. Big part of uh, this team playing better recently, 100%. Um, Jesse D., what's going on, Jesse? It won't always work out that well, but thought Julius playing hero ball, taking it to the rim when we couldn't hit shots, save the lead. I, you know – I'm not. I'm sure there have been instances, a couple times this year, where Julius's version of hero ball has been 
I'm going to get to the rim and I want to force, you know, I'm going to for, I'm, I'm like going to put the pressure to them and it not working out. But I feel like more often than not, when he goes to the rim, like good things happen. Um, he just doesn't do it enough. And that's not usually his version of hero ball. And even tonight we like, we saw some shitty shots from Julius, but the, the going to the rim shots were more important and it absolutely saved the lead. Um, but again, it, it's, it's even like, it's tough to call it hero ball when like nothing else is working. Like they were really slumping. They couldn't hit a three. Like RJ was, they were, they were trapping the, 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 uh, shout out to Benji for pointing this out, shouting it. They were, um, trapping RJ up top, um, and you know, making life harder for him. You know, this is also a good matchup for Julius because they don't have a rim protector down there, but, um, yeah, it worked. Michael Maldon Morando. What's going on, Michael? My head spins from this team. All of our heads are spinning, Michael. I'll take the wins to make the season more interesting. Deuce coming in uh, the third was the stopper. Momentum shifted. 100% momentum shifted. Even even when their offense continues to, to struggle, I thought they stopped the bleeding when they shored up the defense. Good, uh, good job pointing that out. Also, shout out to the best Nick on the court, Reggie Bullock. I feel bad piling on Reggie. I like Reggie. I still like Reggie. I'll, I'll always like Reggie. He uh, was not good, though, tonight. Um, Robert Cross, here we go. First time, long time, John. Is it fair to, and reasonable to say that the Knicks have turned the corner and are a dark horse to do damage in the playoffs? Robert, I am not there quite yet. But I'm at least now willing to have the conversation. I said after the last game, if they beat the Mavs or the Grizzlies, um, we, we could talk about it. So now we could talk about it. Again, they got two games coming up against the Hornets. The Hornets have not been playing great ball of late. Again, they have the game still against the Hawks. Hawks have been scuffling. Hawks are 7-8 and eight in their last 15 games. Not great. Um, you know, and, and again, after the Memphis game, I'll do it real quick. I'll get out of the way now. After the Memphis games, Memphis game in Memphis, they have six more home games over the course of the year and nine more – sorry, let me rephrase that. Six more road games after the Memphis game and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine home games. So after Memphis, they go to Brooklyn – We'll see. Portland, who Simons is out, and they've been getting beat by 30 every night. Then Washington, oh boy. Then Utah, who's been scuffling, but they're still very good. Then Atlanta. And then the three-day, the three-game road trip that will either make or break their season. At Charlotte, at Miami, at Detroit, who, by the way, Detroit been playing better ball lately. And then it gets a little bit tougher. Chicago, Charlotte, Cleveland, all at home. They go to Orlando, Brooklyn at home, at Washington, Toronto at home. Look, there's a world where they could do it. There's a world where they could get in the play-in, and no one in the play-in is a team that they can't beat. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Haitian Frag, what's going on, Haitian? Love the effort tonight, start to finish. I thought the coach's game plan was on point. Um, I'll read the rest of your comment, and then I'll comment on the coach. Solid mix of vets and youth to weather the second half storm. Solid all-around performance. The team ain't dead yet. Let's go Knicks. Um, 
Tibbs, and again, I'm going to keep shouting him out because his observations are just always on point. Benji Ritholtz um, pointed out uh, that the Knicks switched up their defensive coverages in the second half in that they were switching everything. Um, and I think it was the safer way to go, and it worked. And guess what? When you have the type of personnel that the Knicks have, especially the backups, and they were doing this even more with the backup guys, you can switch everything. Because, like, I don't know, where's the weak spot? Like, you don't trust Mitch on the perimeter? Like, I trust Mitch on the perimeter. Um, you know, Taj, if, if you got Taj matched up on the perimeter, like, I trust him to make the right play. Um, that was a big shift. Um, and I thought the substitutions were good. Um, I really had no problem with anything. Tibbs coached a good game. Again, he's had a bad year. Still a good coach. He's had a bad year. Um, Al Diddy, what's going on, Al? I love the way McBride is using his minutes and quickly is expanding his bag. Um, yeah, McBride, we've already talked about. As far as quickly expanding his bag, I think that's a great comment. He really is – the. It's not like we're seeing him do anything on the court that he hasn't done before in spots, but we're seeing him do it more consistently, which to me speaks to the confidence that he's playing with once again, because that was the thing, right? It was obvious to anyone who watched the team. He was, he lost his confidence when he was really struggling. And now, now, you know, and again, like he went two for eight tonight. I'm not worried in the least. He's going to be fine. He's going to make, I have all the confidence in the world that he's going to hit shots the next game. And you know who else has all the confidence in the, in the world that he's going to hit shots the next game? Emmanuel quickly. That's what's important. And yes, he is diversifying his game, making a lot of nice passes, especially. And I, I wrote about it today. So shout out to the Knicks Film School newsletter. Um, his rebounding has been outstanding. Another uh, six rebounds tonight. Pro Glitz, what's going on? Or Pro Gills, excuse me. It's the little things. I love this comment already. Watching Emmanuel quickly run over to stop Tibbs from getting a tech. You can sense the respect and admiration they have for him. A part of me still thinks he's the right guy. I mean, look, I, I'm – you know my stance on Tibbs. Um, this season – spiraled out of control and it, you know, it may have spiraled in part because of Tibbs. You know, he, he did not handle the Kemba benching well, by all accounts that could have been handled better. Um, probably couldn't have been handled worse. Um, and then, you know, as we've moved further along, it's like, you get into when you're, you know, your vets are playing poorly and you got kids on the bench. You're going to have people saying the coach doesn't know what he's doing because he's, he's not playing the kids. And like, look, those people seem to be right because the kids are playing really well. So there's been all kinds of issues. But but I always go back to his teams just they play hard for him and they know what they're doing. And they 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 have a game plan that that has a chance to work. Um, and they I, they do respect him. They really do respect him because if they didn't respect him, they wouldn't fucking like try to do the little things. And the only guy that hasn't hasn't done a lot of little things this year um, is Randall. And like that's a big part of the tips critique is like, where's the accountability with Randall? And like, again, we've talked about that all season long. That's a really complicated thing. You know, when you're when the guy is supposed to be your leader is kind of like the one struggling the most. 
And I, I, I don't, I would not envy any coach that had to deal with that situation, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the organization thinks. I think he could still save his job. I'll say that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stevens Guillaume, what's going on, Stevens? Hawks and Hornets lose tonight. Do we dare say it? Do we dare believe it? Could we make the gulp play in? Yeah, I just went through it a minute ago. Um, it, it's going to depend on those other teams. Also, I, I didn't mention, boy, wouldn't it be something if the Kristaps Porzingis-led Washington Wizards got bumped in, bumped themselves into the conversation here about who's going to make the plan. Crazier things have happened. That's all I'll say. They're two and a half games up on us right now, so it's not like you forget about them. But I don't know. Um, man, I'm looking at the standings right now. I just, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Chris Carter. Chris Carter is so annoyed. I accepted that the season was over, and now that they have won three in a row, all I can think about is how they should be 32 and 34, 31 and 35. Yeah, we were talking about this on the playback tonight about um, if Derrick Rose had not gotten injured. Like, again, let's just forget like Derrick Rose like playing every game. The guy like that's never going to play every game. But instead of missing, you know, whatever he's missed. 40 games. Um, instead of missing 40 games, he misses like five games or 10 games or 15 games, right? Like he's the guy that saves them in those times when they just need a bucket and they need someone to settle them down. Like that's why their season turned around last year. That's why they went from an under 500 team to a team that was on a 50 win pace. Like he was in a lot of ways, they're, Best, second best, most important, second most important player last year. Um, 
you know, if he doesn't go down, and that's the only the obvious one. And then people can, you know, you can nitpick all the other stuff too, like different decisions about rotations and this and that. Like, I, I don't know if that, if, if that would do it. But like, any way you cut it, there's a world where five games go differently. And if five games go differently, guess what? They're a 500 team, you know? And they're um, not only in the play-in, they're tied with the Nets for eighth. And we're, we're thinking very differently about this season. So, yeah, it is annoying. Um, Tyler Michaels, what's going on, Tyler? Tim sat down before the game was over because the seat's no longer hot. I don't know about that. Uh, we'll see. Hashtag bring back Tibbs. I mean, I obviously I'm on board that, but, you know, we'll see. Um, by the way, maybe already mentioned, but Dallas has no rim protection. Yeah, and that and that helps. And I think in terms of, like, why is why are the Mavs such a good matchup for the Knicks, I think the fact that they don't have a traditional rim protector plays a big role. Um, you know, but they also haven't played well against the Knicks. But I, I do think it's a good matchup. Um, and, hey, say it like it is. The Knicks have played fucking great in the games they played against the Mavericks. Like, they didn't play great in the second half. They played great in the first half. Didn't play well in the third quarter. Played well, certainly well enough to win in the fourth. So, yeah, give credit where credit's due. True story, Jay. Julius and quickly ice RJ all the damn time. It's bull. This is a weird comment. Um, I hope RJ ices them out Friday. They're always hating on him. Um... I respectfully disagree, and thank you for the contribution. Um, RJ has a 30 usage rate over the last two and a half months. Um, he took how many shots tonight? Took 16 shots tonight? Second most on the team to Julius, and they needed Julius to take those shots. Um, is Julius, like, the best guy at sharing? No, I don't think it's an icing RJ out thing. Um, but – Again, thank you for your contribution. And yes, uh, Josh B. This was the worst case scenario for all parties: tank versus no tank. All the players that mean nothing to the future played well. This buys time for Tibbs. So again, we have an unhappy, uh, unhappy camper here. Um, look, if your team tanked, then yeah, I guess you're hating on every win. Um, I think for me. I'm looking at a team where R.J. Barrett just played 38 minutes and had arguably the most impressive stretch of basketball that I've seen him play in his career, again, for like six minutes there in the second quarter. Uh, Emmanuel quickly is growing before our eyes. Deuce McBride is playing big, important minutes, and he's growing before our eyes. Um, there are There were no other young players healthy and available to play tonight other than Jericho Sims and, like, you know, okay, you're going to hate on tonight because Jericho Simpson play. I, 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 you know, I don't know. Um, I think some people are just predisposed to be unhappy fans, and you may seem like one of them. Sorry. Um, Anthony Sixto, playing the kids and playing to win. Now here's more my my tune. Love it. The slump was just them deciding to be more of an underdog this year to stay on brand. I love that. Stay in the play-in. I'm here for it. Um, Jessica, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? How are you? Oh, and of course, your comment disappears. I'll get it back in a second. Um, this was a blast on playback tonight. Yeah, we had a lot of fun on playback. We had a lot of good laughs, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, hashtag 
Bretan sucks. Um, RJ McBuckets, IQ, and Taj all had such great nights. Redacted was great tonight. It's <laughs> great. Uh, it really was. Energy and defense made all the difference. Deuce is so fun to watch. He is. He is. And again, this is now how many games? Obviously, some of them didn't work out so well. Knicks getting big leads. You know, it's like, it's insane. This team has the capability to be really good. They just haven't been. Um, yeah, hopefully it continues. Thank you, Jessica, as always. You're you're the best, seriously. Um, Hush Zoo, what's going on, Hush? Again, Randall was all right. My only knock on this game is that RJ got iced out a lot. Again, I don't I don't see it. I just think this is like flow of the offense stuff. Um, Rand, uh, I, I I guess I'm ask. I guess I want you guys to be more specific, right? Because RJ definitely had his opportunities in the third quarter. He wasn't making shots, and they needed to find somewhere else to go. And they found Randall, and Randall. Like, ISO'd, but they needed him to ISO. So, again, I don't see what you guys are seeing um, with this. But I, I may have missed something. I'm sure there's a couple of possessions that people are going to clip that will that will say otherwise. Um, we got the W when everyone is healthy. Who sits because every young player has now earned legitimate minutes? It's a great question. It's a question I don't think we have to worry about right now because everybody's not healthy. I don't know. Let's see where they're at when everybody is. Um, I don't really have the answer, and I don't want to – I don't know. I don't know. Um, If you're asking me, like, in an imaginary world where everybody's healthy, who are the 10 guys that are playing, like, right now, today, I am saying uh, Randall, Robinson, Burks, Fournier, Barrett. And Sims, quickly, <clears throat> Rose, Cam, and then Grimes. So I guess that would be no Deuce and no Obi. Um, so obviously that would leave a lot of people upset, but if you're asking me, like if everybody was healthy, who would the 10 guys who would play, that would be my assumption. Um, would I like to sit one or two of those guys and replace them with somebody else? Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're going to get that. Um, but again, we'll see what happens. It's probably not going to be an issue. Dan Hidalgo, this looks sustainable. We back here. I like it. Uh, sustainable. I don't know. I don't know. Um, they found a groove. They found a groove. They still, the offense still worries me because they, they, when they get in these ruts, it really does look like they're never going to score again, but that's why they need, they really do need Derek. Derek, It's amazing. Derek Rose makes such a difference on this team. Um, hush zoo at the end of the day, we're not the Lakers. I said it at the end of, Playback. Just imagine being a Laker fan right now. You just lost in overtime after you gave up. Uh, shout out Kirk, Kirk Goldsberry for the stat. The most points that any team has given up in overtime all year long to the Houston Rockets, who are not trying to win basketball games. And you have no picks. And you have Russell Westbrook's contract. Um, now sitting at 28 and 35, injury prone, $200 million player, LOL, Westbrook, and retirement. <laughs> home role players. Um, 
retirement home role players. I get it. Yeah, uh, at least we're not the Lakers, right? And at least we're not the Kings. Hush Zoo. Is Obi inevitably the odd man out soon? I think I just said that a minute ago. Um, uh, I do like the. I, I like it. With, I like Cam's not going anywhere, and I think Cam should play. And I think Cam Cam should play twenty five minutes a night. Um. I like the look and the feel of the team when Cam is at the four. I don't know. I it's it's I'm I'm uncomfortable answering this question. I'll say that. Um, but look, if it, we'll see, maybe it's not going to come to it. Maybe Obi's still going to be hurt moving forward, and we're not going to have to worry about it. Um, Lunas Amarat Bertans, you suck. Congrats on your gambling uh, exploits tonight, Lunas. Bulldog Boxing Promotions. What's going on, Bulldog Boxing Promotions? Great, great name. Two-part question. Do you think we should keep Mitch, and do you think we will will keep Mitch? Um, depends on the number and depends on what somebody offers. If, if the Detroit Pistons want to go out there and uh, offer Mitchell Robinson – a four-year, $80 million contract, I think Mitch will be gone. And I think he should be gone because I am not sure I feel comfortable paying Mitchell Robinson $20 million a year. I feel comfortable paying him more than he's worth. He's worth about 12 or $13 million a year. Um, I'll pay him more than that. I'll pay him 14 15 paying a guy, you know, a third more than he's worth, man, I, I don't know. Um, and I love Mitch. I really do. But uh, he also scares me sometimes. Um, if gun to my head today, I flip flop back. and I really think it is 50-50 whether he's back or not. Um, but in a perfect world, should they keep him? Yeah, in a perfect world, they should keep him. He's a fucking great basketball player. Um, I just don't know if he's going to, you know, someone's going to blow it out of the water with the contract. We'll see. Um, ML Nair, what's going on, ML? I don't trust Randall. It was his forcing the issue in third, and it was IQ who settled the team and his driving and rebounding were huge. I'm not going to disagree with that. I completely agree with it. Randall early in the third was not good, was bad. He was part of the problem, and he almost blew them the entire league. Not the entire league. He blew them the a, large portion of the league, but he also saved their ass. You know, that's Julius Randle. That's why he's such a frustrating, maddening player and why at the end of the day, if the Knicks have a chance to trade him for something of value, I think they have to trade him for something of value. Like, I'm much more unequivocal about the fact that, like, if they get a good trade offer for Randle, trade him. I, like... I don't love the up and down. I don't love the roller coaster rides within games and within this season. But, you know, you take the good with the bad. And there was some good tonight and there was some bad tonight. Um, by the way, after the game, Randall, this per Fred Katz, said that was probably our best defensive performance of the year, I would say. I would agree with that. 
Um, and he was part of that, by the way. Kevin Danishevsky back for one more. The thing about Julius is that for as irrationally confident as, as he is from the mid-range, it's not as much from the rim. You guys noted um, a moment on playback. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get the stats up right now where he's at from the mid-range for the year. I guarantee it's not good. Um, I, he just – he settles so much, and it's so frustrating. Um, there have been moments where he has gone to the rim more this year, and that hasn't always worked out great. But, like, the mid-ranger is just not falling. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, but – We'll see. Uh, Eric Bacorn. Deuce was a game changer, and he didn't do anything on offense. 100% agreement. Um, so many times this year that he has been the catalyst on defense and energizing the entire team. So I had a stat um, in today's Knicks Film School newsletter that I will read now because it is just the funniest stat in the world. Um, but in the six games that Deuce McBride had played the most minutes going into tonight, Deuce was, in those games, plus 90 in 143 minutes. So after tonight, which is a game where, again, it is one of his now top seven in terms of minutes played because he played 22 minutes, now we could say in a hundred and in a hundred and sixty-five minutes. What did I say? He was a plus. He was a plus ninety. He was a plus ninety. So now he is a. <laughs> he's a plus ninety-nine in one hundred and sixty-five minutes in his seven the seven games that he's played the most. That's insane. That's not an accident. It's not an accident. Um, and he does need to keep playing. I don't know how they're going to – I don't know. He needs to keep playing. He's really good. Uh, or is it, let me rephrase that. He's not really good yet, but he's really impactful, and that's what matters. Um, okay, catching up here. All right, we got a few more. Uh, Robert Cross, first time, long time, John. Playback is a blast. Really – Shout out to everybody who came to the playback. Again, playback is uh, a feature for anybody who doesn't know. If you're a patron of Nick's Film School in our, I think it's our mellow tier and up, which, um, you know, is not going to kill you. It's the price of a very expensive Frappuccino um, per month. You could watch a game a week with us, and it's a ton of fun. And, like, we have a lot of laughs. It's me. It's Andrew. It's Jeremy. It's It's Benji. Um, there's a chat that we interact with. It's a lot of fun. We really did have a fun time today. Um, so yeah, shout out to all of our patrons and shout out to anybody who wants to get on board that you could find, um, a link somewhere in the description of this thing that you're watching. Um, do we have a Grimes injury status update? Hashtag call it forever. The Grimes status injury update is, uh, a tweet that Mark Berman sent out earlier today, which he was like, Grimes should be back within 10 days. Oh, there's our Patreon link. Thank you, Andrew. It's in the it's the pinned tweet now. So, um, again, Berman tweeted out that Grimes should be able to make it back within 10 days. So, if you go by that, within 10 days puts them puts him 
as making his return possibly at the in the Washington game, which would mean he'd miss Memphis Friday, Brooklyn Sunday, and Portland Wednesday. Um, they could use him. They could use him, and he'll, he'll obviously play when he comes back. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, PKNY, what's going on, PK? Long time no see. How are you? Watching from Switzerland. Awesome. I would never been to Switzerland. I would love to go. Seems like a lovely place. Macri, good to see you smiling. It's good to be smiling. Do you think it's a coincidence we're winning with a short rotation, even if it's due to injury? No. No, I don't. I think, like, you know, and this is why, like, Tibbs has said it this season, and his he's, he's proven it over the course of his career. He prefers a nine-man rotation. Most coaches prefer a nine-man rotation. Um, what happens when everybody's healthy? I, I Oh, God, I wish this team could have done something at the trade deadline. Uh, I really do. And I, I hate to I hate to pin it on him, the guy that I'm about to say, but, like, p- put aside the Randall thing. They were never going to trade him, I don't think, before the deadline, now that I think about it. I, w- I would have loved to, for, to, to imagine a deal where Fournier went out. He's shot it so well this season. He really has. He really, or recently, at the very least, the last few months. But really, his shooting numbers for the year are fine. I just, I don't know. Between him and Kemba, it just, it didn't work. And I, I, w- I would be, I would be very curious to see. I would be like a lot less worried sitting here talking about all these fucking rotation issues and who's going to play and who's not going to play. I'd be so much less worried about that if Fournier were not on the team. Because like they can't bench Fournier. He's making $17 million a year. And he's a good, he's a good offensive player. He's one of their best shot makers. But like, man, it just d- doesn't jive with when this team is playing at their best. You know, it's like they're defending. And like, it's just, you know, Fournier doesn't really do that, consistently at least. Um, I don't know. I don't need to pile on Fournier tonight. That's not nice of me. But it's just – I don't know if it's a fit. He's a good player, too. He's a really good player, and I think he just fit better elsewhere. Um, Kevin Nedeshevsky, what's going on, Kevin? John, if you had a national TV um, opportunity a la CP on Kellerman, what would you try to emphasize? Um, they ain't putting my ass on national TV anytime soon. Um, also, squeezing Super Chats has made me a better writer thing. <laughs> Uh, what would I try to emphasize? I don't know. Um, what would I try? To, that's a great question. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'd probably talk about RJ. I said we said it on the playback tonight. I said I'm, I'm I am firmly now in the camp of RJ gets no respect um, because I think. He doesn't look the part, you know, still he doesn't look the part. Um, The efficiency numbers for the year still are what they are, and the efficiency numbers for his career still are what they are. Um, But if you watch him and you pay really close attention, you see that this is a player on the verge of stardom if he is not there already. And so if I had an opportunity, I think I would probably – 
really get my ducks in a row and make the argument that like, yes, RJ Barrett's here and you better pay attention soon because pretty quickly it's going to be, you know, it's going to be obvious and you're going to look silly for not being on board. Um, Lunas with another one. Cam will get the nod over Obi off of defensive versatility alone. He is more defensively versatile and, um, you know, he's a better offensive player. I do think it is a complicating factor if Rose is back. It, like with Rose, Obi becomes a different player. I don't know. I don't know. They got they got a lot of guy a lot of guys that, that kind of deserve minutes. Um, what can you say? Uh, okay, I think. Okay, we got one more. Shamik Gayen. Um, and Andrew, if I missed anything, let me know, but I'm pretty sure we're all caught up. Um, what did you call? Andrew has a text here that says, I called it. I don't know what you call Text me, text me, let me know what you meant by that. Um, Shamik Gayen, just wanted to say, I loved Clyde repeatedly calling Luca a crybaby during the game. (laughs) Yes, it was a crybaby during the game. Uh, liked the RJ quickly deuce Burks Mitch lineup. Knicks can go small effectively. I was waiting for an opportunity to wax poetic about Alec Burks and I'm going to take it right now. Alec Burks. I feel so bad for this man because he has gotten so much shit and so much hate from so many Knicks fans over the course of the rest of the, especially last few months of the season after being again, arguably their best player over the first two to three months. Best player on the team over their first two, three months. He's gotten so much shit because of the role he's been thrust into. A role that he should never in a million years have. And that is not his job. It should not be his job. He should just be able to do what he does with the backup unit, which is what he was doing with the first fucking backup unit that started the season. And they were posting obscene plus minus numbers and nobody could stop them. And they were awesome. That's the role he should be in. And that's the role he's in when he plays with. As you just pointed out, R.J. quickly deuce Mitch. It's a great lineup. Works with R.J. at the four. Um, allows him to take advantage of some different situations. Alec Burke's a good player, you know, and he still can help this team, and he has helped this team, um, and he played a good game tonight. He didn't hit a lot of shots, but he played a good game. He's just not in the right role, you know, and it's unfortunate. Um, I'm not saying, you know, Anything other than that, but I am saying that. Um, Hold on. I think we got one more. Yes, Joseph John. What's going on, Joseph? Do you still have the same gusto beating Dallas now that Porzingis is gone? Also, can we finally confirm we won the trade? Yeah, they won the trade. Uh, The moment, like, if there is a winner of the trade, they won it the moment officially. uh, They had already been on the winning side of it. But officially, the moment that uh, Dallas made the trade for Dinwiddie and Vertans, who is maybe the worst. No, not maybe. Dallas, uh, Davis Vertans is the worst under $20 million annual contract in the league. Not a question. Worst one. Um, yes, that was the moment that they came out on the winning side of the trade officially. I will always wonder if there was a better trade out there. Um doesn't matter, you know, what Dallas does, what Porzingis does, what, you know, um, any, like, 
all the trickle down effects. None of that matters. I would just, I would always wonder what what else was out there. Um, but yeah, they won the trade. Hundred percent, they won the trade. Do I still feel as good beating Dallas? I like beating Dallas. I don't know what it is. I love beating Dallas. It makes me so happy, as you can see from the shit eating grin on my face. Um, <laughs> that's what it was. So Andrew called that the first super chat was complaining that Taj played over Sims. Well done, Andrew. Um, okay. On that note, uh, thank you, everybody. We got still over 500 people watching. We got over 200 likes. If you are watching right now and you have not hit the like button and you like what we're doing here and you um, still love this maddening team, go ahead and hit the like button. Uh, And if you're – oh, I know what I need to do. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel because we're – Andrew cares about these things and we are moving up, I guess, in subscribers or whatever it is. So uh, subscribe because, uh, you know, why not? Might as well, right? Uh, Okay. I am going to go have a bite to eat and then write a newsletter, and I will see everybody when? Friday after the Memphis game. When, oh, boy, if they win that fucking game, get ready for all kinds of silliness. Um, One day at a time, though. All right. Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.